0: You're an Apple guy, right? Like, uh like your phone is an iPhone. You have the, an iPad. Oh, I was gonna
1: say I prefer bananas. Like, if it's apples or bananas, but uh, I would say either are fine. But yeah, no, yes. like Apple products. Yes, yes. I've yeah. got, I've got the iPhone. I've got the iPad. I haven't converted to the like Apple laptop. Right, but, the MacBook. Um, but
0: yeah. Yeah. Why? why?
1: Why do you, why, why do you ask?
0: Well, I I was talking to someone the other day. So I have a friend who um, has an iPhone mm. um, and it's, I mean, it's like an iPhone seven or something. Like it's not, you know, it's not like the brand new flashy iPhone, but it's also not like, you know, I'm not talking about like an iPhone five. It's, <laughs> you know, it's like a newer ish iPhone. Uh, it right. might even be an iPhone 8. Oh. Uh, anyways, doesn't matter. Um, and they were like, um, they were facing the dreaded, I have too much on my phone. I don't have enough storage. I can't, like yep. nothing's working properly yep. thing.
1: That's happening. Uh, and
0: so, yeah. So then the, you know, the, the thing was like, okay, well, I'm going to hook it up to my computer and I'm going to, you know, back up all my photos, dump all the photos and videos and whatever else I have on there. Well, they have a brand new um, Windows laptop, mm. and as such, it has Windows 11 on it. I don't know if that's here or there. I don't know if it makes a difference. Anyways, they're having they're having compatibility issues, connectivity issues, mm. um, with with the laptop and the iPhone, and I would, which I have no doubt. I have no doubt this is an issue with. Like on Apple's part, because um, <laughs> I was thinking back, and I don't know if you remember. Like, did you have an iPod? Did you ever have an iPod? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I so, did. So I never, I never had an iPod. I had like I had M- an MP3 player. I had a couple different MP3 players, mm. um, mm-hmm. but never an iPod. Um, and I, re- I just remember there being a time where, like, on MP3 players back in the day, and we're going like. Oh gosh, uh, fifteen years or fourteen years ago, um, yeah. you would like you would like hook your MP3 player up to your your computer, yep. and you would drag and drop the songs you wanted into the folder, and then now they were on your MP3 player. Mm, oh yeah, okay, yeah. And I just remember f- friends of mine who had like iPods. And it was like, no, the only way that I can put music on my iPod is with iTunes. Right. And it has to be on, on my Apple. Yes. And it has to be... Or no, it wasn't. didn't have to be on an Apple. You could do it with a a, a Windows, but you still had to download iTunes. It was yes. the only way. And I don't know if there was a way to like... I don't even know if there was a way to like import your other music into iTunes at that point. Like I think it was just like... Oh yeah, you own the song already. Well, it doesn't matter there. Eh? you're gonna have to buy it on iTunes. If uh, yeah, I if think you want it on your
1: iPod. I had the iPod, so I'm trying to remember. I think you maybe could luck out if you owned a purchased CD. I think there was something about ripping it onto your iTunes. Right. But, okay. Maybe. But but there was, yeah, there was but some hazy I, stuff you know, where, like, if it
0: wasn't, yeah, it wasn't always. But I mean, easy. this this was also in the same days as, like, you know, when Apple was like. Oh, you want to search the internet? Well, here's Safari, <laughs> and that was it. Like you could not, I uh, on an Apple machine, you could not add Google Chrome. You couldn't add Firefox. You couldn't add anything. Hmm. It was it was Safari, and it was Apple Maps, and it was, and that's it. Yeah, bastards. (laughs) Anyways, hello and welcome. That's literally just like my TED talk about how much Apple sucks. That's I've I've got no, there's nowhere to go. No point. Yeah. Well, no.
1: Well, where to go from here? Welcome to the Movie Man Podcast. I am Peter, the Apple hater, the, the Apple products hater, is Brady, and we are here today to talk about a 1996 film called Space Jam which was the next part of our journey where we go in time and year by year we have films and we have votes and you tell us what to vote, whether you are the layperson or a supercharged Patreon supporter where you get bonus votes and you decide what movie we review. And we had a few options this week and Space
0: Jam won. How are you feeling? Like not even necessarily just about Space Jam winning, but like how are you feeling right now? How are you feeling?
1: I couldn't, be happier that you asked me that. So I wanted to go through these options with you. And the voters <laughs> will remember what they were, okay? But no, I'm quite serious. Like there was some right, interesting right. options. So we've got Homebird bound 2, which yeah. was that didn't fare well. It got the le- it got some votes but the least of all. And I mean, it's the
0: second one.
1: It is the it's, second one. And it it is, I was personally curious because we've reviewed the first one. So if the listener hasn't heard that one, Dig up on page, or on Podbean, click the search button, hit Homeward Bound, and you can find it. But Or anywhere else that you get your podcasts. Yes, but Homeward Bound 2, I was curious. Is it as good? I've seen it like th- no. 20 years ago, so I couldn't tell you definitively. I've got a hint, an idea
0: that I think it was no, but I didn't know. Yeah, I'll, I will quench that curiosity for you. <laughs> Okay. I It's not It's not a it, look it's not a bad movie, but it, sure. if you are putting it face to face with hmm. the damn near masterpiece that is the first sure. homeward bound, sure. it doesn't you know. Sure. It doesn't hold its own. Right.
1: Um the other option or uh, another option was the Jack film which I know you and I have both watched. Recently, like we've watched it within the time that we've watched, or we we've been podcasting, so it's within the last yeah, couple of years, last three
0: three and, four years. We've
1: yeah, and i you know I felt strongly about that. Like if that had won, I would have gone okay. This is Robin Williams, so what's not to like? Yeah. And you know, breaking it down, so some some good stuff there. Yeah, a film that I I don't mean this as a critique. I but I have never even heard, didn't even know it existed, found out it existed <laughs> when, like, I looked at our podcast's post of movie options, Mars yeah. Attack, and it's not yeah. even like, oh, I've never heard of this and no one voted for it. Like, A, it was pretty popular. Like, it was the second most vote-getting film, but also, yeah. like, a lot of people and, like, people that I went, oh, like, you voted for this. I... I'm shocked, and I'm just even more intrigued about what this even is. So, have you looked at the cast? Somewhat. I, I couldn't tell you who it is, but I remember looking at it and going, oh, that's interesting, like it has a notable
0: cast. Yeah, so it's it's a Tim Burton movie. Right. Oh, right, yes, that does sound familiar. And, and it's Jack Nicholson. <laughs> right, yes. Glenn Close. <laughs> Pierce Brosnan. Right, Danny DeVito. Uh, can I pause you for a second? Like this, It's weird to
1: say Pierce Brosnan because he's, I feel like in more modern day, I've seen him in a more wide range of things, like, yeah. you know, you know, Mamma Mia, and just Mama different Mia, things where he's branched yeah. out. But this is like sexy James Bond
0: Pierce Brosnan. This is during James Bond. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Pierce Brosnan, Danny DeVito, Martin Short,
1: Sarah really? Jessica
0: Parker. Sarah Jessica Parker, What? Michael J. Fox.
1: Now, before you go on, like, is this an animated film or are these faces in there? No, these are faces. Faces!
0: Tom Jones, Natalie Portman, Natalie Portman, Jack Black, uh, and then a smattering of others as I kind of like go down, but those are the ones that are like going to stick out as like, oh, holy crap and and another, and oh, holy crap and another. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, yeah. So, I mean, huh. Yeah. And I obviously was, I, I, listen, c- I threw it in there and I was like, okay, there's no shot in hell. Right. There's no way. Like, it's a comedy, it's a goofy. Yeah. It, it's not the typical, like, if you looked at it, you probably wouldn't think, oh, this is a Tim Burton movie. Um, Kind of in the same way that, like, you wouldn't necessarily look at Pee Wee's Big Adventure and think, oh, it's Tim Burton. Like, it's, it's, hmm. it doesn't have that Halloween gothic kind of uh, feel to it. Um, hmm. but it's, yeah, it's, it's, I, so I threw it up there and I was like, there's no way, no way is anyone going to, to even look at this. And it, there was, a period of time during this vote where I wasn't sure which way it was gonna go. Mm-hmm. And that's inspiring. <laughs> yeah, inspiring. Jack Nicholson as a president, by the way. A president. Yeah. Fine. And I would say I can't think of a worse president, but <laughs> anyways. <laughs> um so yeah So it, it did It did surprisingly well In our mm-hmm. vote hmm Yeah So But I would re- You should check it out
1: I think I should At some point And uh Yeah Yeah But obviously We should get to it so, You know Space Jam 1
0: Yeah so since you asked I'm feeling um Oh sorry I'm so Prepared Prepared What do you mean? Prepared for like You know how like When you need to like when you... So you've you've never seen this movie prior to now. Right. Um, had you seen Looney Tunes back in action? Like the Brendan Fraser? No. Steve Martin one? No, okay. No. Um, so anyways, you know how like when you prepare yourself for... Uh, I don't know, you're like going to the doctor and he's going to read some test results to you or whatever. Or you're like... <laughs> You're, you're just mentally, you know, something's coming and you're like, Mm. or you're mentally preparing yourself for an exam or you're mentally preparing yourself for, um, a family dinner, family Christmas or something you don't want to be a part of, like, whatever it is, right? You're like getting in the zone. I feel prepared for you to not only try to destroy my childhood, (laughs) But also, and I say this as affectionately as possible. Okay. I am prepared for you to make a total ass of yourself here. When you... Wow. W- w- ...do what I'm sure is going to be denounce the the wonderful film Space Jam. Because huh. um, it's like, listen, I watched it the other night with Brienne, and the movie ended, and she's like, so what do you think? And I'm like, what do you mean? It's Space Jam. And she's like, no, like... Do you think Pete will like it? And I was like, uh, I don't know. And she's like, there's no way he will. <laughs> and I'm just like, why? Because it's like, it's like a, a great 90s fun movie that he hasn't seen yet, which means he's going to show the only part he plays is showing up and saying, This was a this was a a lose for me. This was a bad film. <laughs> and so I'm like, I'm and I was like, oh my God, you're right. You're right. He's gonna try to destroy this. So <laughs> I'm. I am hopeful. Right. That I'm completely wrong. Right. But I'm also feeling prepared to. Mm-hmm. I don't even know prepared to defend it. Just prepared to like roll my eyes and be like, ah. Right. Right. Ah. Uh, well, and listen, I feel.
1: Uh, I my role on this podcast. I'm not going to spill the beans here. I might feel one of my roles on this podcast is always, like, I plug previous episodes and try and, like, entice the listener to check it out, but I will do that yeah. once again here, and okay. I will say, right. we have a historical context to what you're seeing, where, uh-huh. insert blank, Bill Murray classic film with Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters, and check out the episode, it's still a good episode, but I... Yeah.
0: I didn't like it i was like "Uh, yeah i don't don't know so i i guess still feels like you like i'm still waiting for ashton kutcher to jump out and be like (laughs) "Ah, punked like i just don't i don't see how that's possible but it's fine
1: but my point is i understand where you're coming from where that is you know you have to prepare for every possible angle but
0: Uh uh-huh yeah Mm -hmm. yeah all right. Well, so uh, so let's l- do some trivia.
1: Let's do some trivia. Here we go. Yeah. I've got a
0: question for you. <laughs> you didn't. You you like removed my opportunity to to do anything there. You're like no no. I'm taking back. I'm taking back control of him <laughs> making auditory outbursts during the end of the oh. the trivia song. <laughs> to hell with him. Okay, that's nah, fine. I'm sorry. Did you, it, did no, I cut you off too I, soon? I did let it play. I was thinking about it. I ultimately decided not to. That's um, fair. That is but, fair. you know, it, it would have been music, nice to have the opportunity.
1: The music is always there. Next time I will give it a second or two to breathe. Yep. Just yeah, in yeah, yeah. case. Okay. Just in case. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um... So it's gonna be one question this week. Some little tidbitty mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as Warner Brothers animation films go, it was the highest mm-hmm. grossing until the Lego movie in 2014. So that's like a 16, 18 year no, yeah, 18 year period of not being to be scoffed the- at. Yeah. Um grossed over 230 million worldwide, and mm-hmm. by a clear, you know. This, you know, it's the highest grossing basketball film of all time and highest grossing wow. Looney Tunes film of all time. I feel like those are pretty niche things, so it's not like there's a huge category for either, but I
0: still think it's yeah. it's still worth saying. But it's worth saying that there's been two major Hollywood Looney Tune films since, and none of them have captured mm. the same box office as this one. Yeah.
1: That's yeah, fair. One being yeah, no, one being like a reboot. Yeah. So. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, there is merit to that. So that's a good point. Um, but my question for you, uh, before Wayne Knight, who I you know I always recognize him. I think it's Newman he plays on Seinfeld, and he's the 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 shaving cream Jurassic Park guy. That's how I identified him. But Wayne Wayne Knight. Yeah. I'm more in the Jurassic Park
0: camp, yeah but
1: yeah. yeah. Before Wayne Knight was cast as Stan, the director, Joe Pitka, I believe is the way, Uh I hope that's how you pronounce it. The director had some initial choices. He actually had two specific people in mind. And I'm going to give you three names and you got to figure out which one's the fake one. Which one's the fake one here? There's two real ones and one fake one. So, I want you to oh, tell okay. me. All right. So, two of these were his first choices. And just for context, the studios rejected both, and that's why he moved on and went to Wayne Knight. But we've got Neil
0: Patrick Harris. Uh, we've got... In 1996? Okay. Chevy Chase. Okay.
1: We've got Michael J. Fox.
0: Okay, just the three, and I have to find yes. the the lie the lie the lie <laughs> um, okay Michael j fox I'm just trying to think of like ages um right like how old wayne Knight is oh, I don't even know I'd say probably like in his forties maybe there, I'm just guessing late 30s or yeah, 40s. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's I'm just, wondering how old he is now. Like Right. Um here I've got a I've got just the IMDb for this movie. Yeah. So now he's 66. So he's, he's
1: 66 now. So take away 25 years, you know, he's 41-ish.
0: Yeah. Um can you look up how old's Michael J. Fox?
1: Oh, I'm going to guess he would have been 20 there, but I will look it up.
0: Okay. Because he s- strikes me as quite a bit younger. So,
1: he's he's only six years younger. He's he's 60 right now. 60. Which okay. would have made him... Really? really? That can't okay. be right. 35 at the time? Yeah,
0: yeah okay. I
1: guess, because, you know... I guess I'm sense thinking if, like you 1980s. played out with Back to the Future. Yeah, okay. So, I guess he would have been that age.
0: Yeah. Okay. Right? So, he's, Some reason, he's I thought 26. He yeah. So, he's 20, no, 24 when he does the first Back to the Future. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that works. Uh, and then how Chevy Chase is like older than both of those by a significant chunk. Um, if I was a
1: betting man, I'd guess it's closer to Wayne Knight. Obviously, I didn't yeah, think he was that far. Yeah, I think far. he's Let got he's got
0: to be pushing eighty now. Uh, yeah, he's surprisingly he's seventy eight. Seventy eight. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so uh, Wayne Knight. Is sixty-six, you said, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then what was the other one? You gave uh, Neil Patrick Harris. How old is Neil Patrick Harris? Duke Hauser. Only in his fifties now. Uh, so he's
1: fifty. So he would have been around twenty-five at the time. So yeah, I mean, close to Michael J. Fox by about
0: ten years. By <laughs> about ten years. So either way, there's like a there's a twenty year swing between him <laughs> and or twenty five year swing between him and Chevy Chase. That's true. That's a big age gap, man. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let's take a look here. Well, so Bill Murray's in this movie.
1: That being said, uh, yes, there's a big age gap, but he also was like a medical graduate when he was like 11 years old or wherever that show worked. So maybe, you know, anything's possible for Neil Patrick.
0: Yeah. Um, Chevy Chase... Bill Murray's in this movie, and Bill Murray has Saturday Night Live origins. Oh, okay, Um, yeah. And so does Chevy Chase. So there's maybe something there, but they also famously don't get along. Um, So, I mean, maybe that's a thing. Hmm. Maybe he was going to be, but then found out Bill Murray was in the movie and had no interest. Hmm. Um, Neil Patrick Harris. I think Neil Patrick Harris is just too young. Hmm. To like. Because in this movie, Michael J. Uh, Michael J. Michael Jordan <laughs> is 33 when he shoots this.
1: Mm hmm.
0: And so having Neil Patrick Harris. Who is how old now? 50. 48, I think, so, but 50. Essentially 50. Right. And so he would have been in his 30s at the time. Yeah. 38, essentially. No. Mm-hmm. 35-ish. 35. Yeah. So the only one... Okay, I'm going to go with um, Chevy Chase and Michael J. Fox only okay. because I don't think it makes sense... For this role to be played by someone who is no who is seven years younger at the time than mm. Michael Jordan, who is who is noticeably a kid hmm. playing the role. Right. So I'm gonna go, I'm I'm gonna say Neil Patrick Harris is the lie. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh you know just from what was read on the internet, so it has to be true, but I, it was from a what somewhat legitimate source. Michael J. Fox and Chevy Chase. Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Uh, <laughs> uh, there was some familiarity uh, when the director had worked with them, of all things, on a Doritos commercial. Um, huh. So, you know, I guess, obviously, that wasn't the reason he picked them, but there was some familiarity there. Um, and, but... Ultimately, Warner Brothers
0: rejected the idea for both actors, and then that's when he moved on to Wayne Knight. So, see, and that's interesting because I knew of someone who was supposed to play that role. Oh, um, and neither neither of the people you said, not yeah. none of the three people you said, huh, is that person. So that's fascinating. Sean Connery, you say? No, Jason Alexander huh yeah so another Seinfeld tie there um but I guess he just like turned it down or wasn't interested or had scheduling conflicts I don't know was too I busy doing, um, it's KFC funny how I could see it's funny how I could see
1: both Jason Alexander or Knight playing it like I feel like yeah. they both have the skill set
0: yeah out of all of them that's the one that I that makes the most sense yeah. to me.
1: yeah yeah
0: yeah cool all right well, first impressions. First impressions. My first impression of this film, I grew up with it, I had a VHS of it. Um certainly I think that that's playing a factor. Um of course. there there is there is a nostalgia thing happening there. Having said that, I mean, this is especially when you factor in the time that this movie's made. Mm-hmm. Um it's funny. It's entertaining. It's um it's Looney Tunes at their finest. Like, it feels like Looney Tunes. Um, you've got the hottest star in basketball of the time with Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got all these other NBA players uh, who are in it playing themselves. You've got um, You've got original songs being written for the movie. And not just, like, an original song, but, like, an original song that slaps – like, <laughs> it is a good song. It's not just like, oh, yeah, the Space Jam song. No, the Space Jam song is great. And so, I don't know. It's got heart. It's got a gratuitous cameo from Bill Murray that is ridiculous, but it's just so, like, it's fantastic. I don't know. I, I It's a really good movie, man. It's a really good movie, and it holds up. Those are my initial thoughts
1: my my only thing that i want to ask about your initial thoughts do you know much about his actual retirement like the is michael jordan as human
0: being no i no i looked it up um when I, we were watching the movie and i was like did he play baseball because i like i'm not a sports guy right i don't of know course, anything about sports really um but everybody knows michael jordan yeah oh yeah um, of course and and so I was just curious, like, is this something he ever did? And from the like twenty seconds of of skimming that I did, it looks like the answer to that was no. Um, but yeah, I, I I really don't know anything about his retirement.
1: hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. So I'll give you my initial impression. Initial impression. I want to touch on this. I geeked out hardcore because this is where you know film and sport align for me. So I'm more of the sports guy of the two of us. Um, I, I'm not sure where I land on the whole LeBron versus MJ, which might get some people heated. I'd probably lean towards LeBron, but that's a story for another day. As far as his retirement. Oh, we got to
0: do the, we got to do the reboot then. (laughs) We got to do the reboot. Yeah. Okay.
1: As far as his retirement, Michael Jordan's, I think it's incredibly, it's, it's, S- unique isn't strong enough a word and i can't find the word of that i'm wanting but it's so funny how they made a film around this real life event that he went through so to give some context so this movie came out in 1996 and yeah. three years before at the age of 30 uh michael jordan announced his retirement
0: and that's, and i was thinking that's like even watching the movie, when I was like, yep. "Oh, he's supposed to be thirty-three here." I'm yep. like, "Like, I, I, I don't know enough about basketball, right? Um, baseball." I'm like, "Yeah, okay. Like, as long as the guy's knees are still good, I guess you could have a professional, Forty-year-old <laughs> right. baseball player." <laughs> sure, right. Um, I know that football. They're typically younger. Like I know mm. that. Yes. Yeah. Like, how old's Tom Brady? He's an outlier he's in his he's
1: either forty or forty one so he's like incredibly rare, right,
0: so, yeah, but i and that's my point is that mm-hmm. I know that he's like not super old by like old standards right. but that he's yep. like a a fossil <laughs> as far as football goes, yep. but I didn't know with yep. basketball, right so I was looking at it going thirty three seems young, yeah to me to be. You know, like, you could be 33, had done really well in your 20s, and now be kind of washed up, and nobody cares. Sure. But you're Air Jordan. He,
1: just to give some context on this this event and the timeline that's involved with it. So, yeah, like, he's 30, not even just as a human being, but as an athlete, he was in his prime. He had just come off a three-peat. So, he had just won three championships in a row, which is incredible just to do at all, just to win one championship in any professional sporting league is an accomplishment to do it twice is incredible and unlikely to do it three times in a row, which is heavily influenced by his presence on his team. Cause he was incredible, but he literally retired after winning the championship three times in a row at his most peak physical time of his life. And his father was killed. And a lot of people think that it was related to that, that his father wanted him to, always, he, he he didn't want him to play baseball, but he wanted to, you know, he, baseball was his father's kind of more preferred sport. So it was speculated that, you know, Michael Jordan wanted to kind of just uh, take up the baseball bat and kind of uh, pursue that while he still could physically, he had some mixed results. And the most baller thing about... Oh, so he did he did play some baseball. He did. He did. For about a year, maybe two. And the most right, baller okay. thing about all of this is he did obviously return to basketball in real life. So in March of 1995, he returned. And how he did it, it's so boss and it's also so 1990s. His agent sent out a mass fax message to like across the league. And all it said was, quote unquote, I'm back. Signed from MJ. Ollie just, he just faxed it across the world, across the United States, and just said, "I'm back." That's it. Wow. And to give just to add to this mystery of it, when he left, they won three championships in a row. To give a context of how good he was, when he came back, they won another three. So there's all this speculation of how many championships could he have won if he had just stayed even longer. Like, could it have been right seven? Could it have been eight? gosh only knows and just the thing to wrap it up there's some every there's conspiracies about everything there's conspiracies about lawn fertilizer there's conspiracies about this and that most people think that he retired because he wanted to you know uh do something that was special uh, honoring his father pursuing baseball which ultimately didn't work out fully um but uh there's some population that also thinks it was a faked retirement that was actually a gambling suspension by the league commissioner Um apparently uh, he yeah. had a quite known gambling problem and again it just speaks to his absolute skill but he would go out like in playoffs and go to like Atlantic City stay out till like 2 in the morning gambling all kinds of money and then he'd still even like play the same day and drop 40 points like it's almost like he just needed some excitement and he got bored from being the best at something and just needed to, anyway, there's a lot of addiction things going on. Yeah. And I, even, yeah, I don't know, even in his retirement speech, he just, there was a weird things that he said, like, you know, people would ask, will you ever come back? And he would say like, well, if the commissioner lets me come back, I, I might. And, you know, just like, you know, who knows why he left. And oh, I, I get, okay. I get the human aspect of, it was probably just something related to pleasing his father or honoring his father. But Regardless, I just find it weird that this whole movie exists, that it is just such a parody of what actually happened as far as his retirement.
0: Yeah. Does he actually play golf? That I don't know. Like, Like, I mean, probably who does? You know, rich people play golf. So, yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah, we do. Well, yeah, that's true. Actually, we do. We have golfed together. We have, actually, we have golfed together. Yeah. You say you're not. And then we can't. We listen, we golfed together. Yeah. And then went back to your place and gambled. Wow, maybe we're the ones with the gambling problem. Maybe it's time that we retire. <laughs> that's fine. I can that's fine. Yeah, okay. I like this. Yeah. So um, what you've been um, did waiting he only for ever, Oh, good. Did ahead. he only ever play for the Bulls? Uh no, efficient?
1: I don't have the timeline in front of me. He he obviously returned to the Bulls and then there was some weird, like I think he officially had like a second retirement sometime down the line but then came back and played with like a random ass team like oh, the Hornets okay. or something. So um Yeah, Billy Bobs whatever's okay, <laughs> cool. But essentially the 99% of his dynasty was with the Bulls.
0: Can I say that uh, so before you give your impression now. Yes, I yes. have had an ember of hope that has like, I don't know how, how into the basketball component of this you are. I have had an ember of hope stoked in me. Right. Not 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 a full blaze. We're not like we're not ready to go here entirely. But I'm full feeling blaze. slightly, slightly optimistic. Right. Space jam blazing. Mm-hmm. Oh.
1: Ah. All right, what do we got? Listen. Uh, you know me, I love me some 1990s nostalgia and listen, I'm not going to tease you. It won out. I, I'm not, I'm not saying I don't like it as much as you Uh and we'll get into it. There's a couple things like this film has some flaws or at least some things that were shortcomings uh, to sure. me, but even just the opening scene alone with, I believe I can fly like, Ooh, such yeah. a good song. I loved the components where we've got like a shirtless, ripped Michael Jordan, but then he's like eating McDonald's fries and a drink in a hotel room. And it, like, it's just so 1990s. Like, the fries are like spread open and by his phone and the TV. And it's just so, so fake, you know, like props. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. 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 yeah prime placement. There's even just some super in tune references in this film. Like, well, I don't want to steal your thunder. There's the Ghostbusters one and things like that. We'll get into those ones. But the one that hit for me, there was a legitimate Pulp Fiction reference, which Pulp Fiction would have only been about two years ago, two years old at the time. But there were two characters where the Miser miserulu song starts playing the intro song from Pulp Fiction and then you have two of these Looney Tunes dressed as like Hitman with sunglasses on and guns like ala uh, Samuel Jackson and um Saturday Night Fever's very own uh John Travolta. So I mean there were just like th- that alone for me, that little like 33 second blip that like won me over, I think if I was on the fence, that little reference just like absolutely just locked me in. But beyond that, there was some really good stuff.
0: Wow. I'm, I hope you're happy. I'm, I am tickled. <laughs> yeah. Good. Yeah, I'm looking up right now, I'm looking up a list of um, things that the movie references. Oh, I'm glad Um, you are. I'm glad you are. There's actually quite a list. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, Frankenstein, obviously, as Michael Jackson's golf short, Hmm. as Michael Jackson's golf shot zigzags in its path to the hole, Bill Murray screams, it is alive Mm. uh, in the same manner as Professor Frankenstein. Yeah, we know that one. Yep. Uh, do to do, do. There's a bunch here. I'm skipping over because they're like <laughs> small, like super, super, right, right, super obscure. Um, some of them are like self-referential mm. Looney Tunes things.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which makes sense. Um, I mean, if you you kind of have to get those ones with the uh,
0: with. Being yeah, a and a Toons lot of film. it is just like it, characters that showed up in the crowd. Oh. Um. Okay. Do Doctor Who. Oh, yeah. When the aliens from Moron Mountain are in disguise at the baseball game, they are wearing Tom Barker's scarf from Doctor Who. I read something about that, yeah. Uh, Some Star Trek, 2001 Space Odyssey, Saturday Night Live, Caddyshack, Hmm. Stripes, Ghostbusters, yeah, the Hmm. Ghostbusters one. Yeah. When he mistakes him for Dan Aykroyd.
1: Yes, I love that so much. I don't even um, remember exactly how they phrased it, but just it was it was incredible.
0: Uh, the Monstars do the famous arm wrestle handshake in the same way that it's done in the movie Predator. No, wait. Oh, I missed that. I would have loved that. Uh, Easter Bunny joke is a reference to the line, Who'd you expect? Elmer Fudd. Hmm. From who'd you? Yeah, I don't know. Um, Daffy calls the... F- J- the Jordan's family dog, Beethoven, so there's that. Oh, okay. Uh, Daffy suggests naming the team The Ducks, and Bugs mm. replies what kind of Mickey Mouse organization would right. name their team The Ducks, Right. which is obviously Disney's Mighty Ducks. Yep. Um, and is like a jab at Disney, which is amazing. I guess. <laughs> um, Pulp Fiction, like you said. Oh. Which, um, I-, I mean, it's funny how life
1: can kind of coincide with real things like shout out to friend of the show Marshall who I am so jealous of in a couple days he's going to like a, a theater that plays older films and he's seeing Pulp Fiction on a 35 millimeter real film so I am I, wow. I thought it was coincidental that I just saw this reference and then it also made me sad that I can't go see it as well but
0: yes. that is the type of thing that only Marshall would know was even happening yeah <laughs> So true, it's so true, like whatever reddit communities he's <laughs> lurking around he i I will say he i he
1: lives near a theater, so I think he's pretty involved with their instagram account, so he he can get some news and updates on what's happening
0: cool, um, yeah, all right well, so let's let's do this yeah how I don't know, I don't even know. I mean, there, okay, so there are so many um, beautifully magical things about this movie. Mm -hmm. Um, As you alluded to, the um, I Believe I Can Fly. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There's the whole um, uh, opening credits montage with game footage from Michael Jackson or Michael Jackson, Michael Jordan's career. Right. Um, that's a lot of fun. Something that, that gets me. And I'm like, I don't, it gets me every time. And I don't know why I like it so much, hmm. but when the mon stars are, um, like before they become the mon stars mm. and they're on their way to Looney Tune land, um, or mm. even as Michael Jordan's getting sucked in there, just the fact that like that somewhere within the earth is where this is happening <laughs> is where the looney Tunes are and like and that the the entrance to their realm or their world is a giant Warner Brothers logo <laughs> and that right. and and that everything that all of their cartoons are live broadcasts. The fact that Porky Pig is able to come interrupt, right, the cartoon to say we're having an important town meeting, and so then they leave, and literally the screen is left empty, and the kids are like, "Where'd they go?" <laughs> like, yeah. There's just something. There's something so good about that, and then just it's fun seeing because there's cartoon logic. And then there's Looney Tune logic. And mm-hmm. what's great about the Looney Tunes is they do, they have their own physics. They have their own laws of nature. Um, and so seeing those applied to Michael Jordan while he's in Toontown or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um. But then also seeing the characters, like when Bugs and Daffy go to Michael's house to get his sneakers and his shorts and stuff like that, seeing them interact with that world in that sense is a lot of fun. So Mm -hmm. like seeing them go under the grass and the grass is like bulging up as they tunnel through the ground Mm -hmm. um, or the fact that then without any digging or any breaking or any hatcheting or whatever, Bugs is able to come up under the runner mat in the hallway because in a cartoon, that's what you would be able to do. Right. And so just stuff like that, I think, is, is sort of this collection of extremely magical moments hmm. um, that are peppered throughout this movie and give it so much of its charm. Interesting. Yeah. 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 Were you surprised that you liked this movie? Um, I think... Like, did you go
1: into it doubting it? Oh, big time I think I've tried to watch it once before and I just wasn't feeling it right I think why I was surprised by liking it was I think there was a lot more adult humor than I was anticipating and I think yeah I think that's the majority wise why I liked it and maybe a little bit of a shortcoming and I'll get to what I mean so obviously I liked Bill Murray I thought he was incredible um yeah And I like him to begin with. So, uh, you know, that was destined to succeed. Um, I I don't mean this as a slight, but like I I almost enjoyed him in this as much or more than Ghostbusters
0: just because when he was in it, it was magical, right? Yeah. Um, The fact that he shows up. For the final play. Yeah. And just kind of, just for for no reason.
1: And just like he has this bit throughout the whole film about wanting to be in the NBA and like no one, no one will give him. The NBA needs him. Yeah. And I, I just thought it was well done. The only thing I would say is I needed more of that. I wanted, like, I was thirsty for more. So, I mean, maybe you could say, Pete, you're wrong. You know, it's best to just, you know, have a little bit you know, enough more than too much and have it be saturated. But I, I was greedy. I could have done with more. But yeah, I, I loved the adult humor, whether it was Bill Murray, whether it was just even in the baseball scenes where like all those people are like, you know, Michael Jordan looks great in a uniform. You can't teach that. Or you, thanks for autographing that poster for my kid. Or, you know, don't swing a curveball's coming. Like all these little things that I actually appreciated and enjoyed and I thought were great. And yeah. I, I, I guess as far as a shortcoming from a film, I would say it isn't the perfect sweet spot for me. Like I'm using Shrek as the gold standard, where there's I'd say 50 percent as much for the kids as the adults, and like there's there's equal entertainment. I feel for me on the scale, it was still slightly towards the kids, just with the Looney Tunes aspect. But you know, it was close to being to that 50 50 good ratio, and I could have just done with a little bit more, and I would have thought it was better. But I, I, I don't have faults with it. I, I was entertained by it. I, I enjoyed I th- what I saw.
0: I think it's time for me to rewatch the Shrek movies. Honestly. I should be careful when I say that because I'm holding it in my
1: mind as this gold standard, and to me, that's the first movie I remember where it was okay. We've got something for both the audiences. So I, I guess at least yeah. as far as being groundbreaking, it's the gold standard. Whether it holds up is the next question.
0: The first one is fantastic. Sure. The second one's great. The third one, I've never made mm-hmm. it through and the fourth one's okay. Right, right. And that's sort of my, but I would be curious, yeah, to see if that holds up. Right, right. It's been like 10 years since it's, I've watched yeah. any of them. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. I've, I've wondered, I'd be curious to go back and watch certain Looney Tunes cartoons in general Mm. And see like I was picking up things that the Looney Tunes were doing. Oh, okay. Independent from our live action characters. And mm. and I was feeling like, wow, there's some adult humor in here. That's there um, definitely was. And I'm and I'm wondering. If that's always been the case, it's been so long since like, you know, with the odd exception, like I've watched things like the Barber of Seville and <laughs> stuff like that, like old Looney Tune, Bugs mm. Bunny cartoons that are like so iconic that, you know, that everybody knows them. Um, mm. But I, it's been a long time. Um since I've watched any. And and for the most part, certainly haven't watched many or any of them as an adult. And so, yeah, I'd be so curious. And the thing that got me thinking this was like, when Bugs first meets Lola and she kisses him and leaves, like that's her, she kisses him on the cheek or whatever and, and takes off and Bugs falls over. He like faints from it. Hmm. And then his body like, goes like like a board he goes stiff as a board and and part of me goes okay well yeah that's just cartoon logic like that is just something that that happens you know you see that happen in cartoons all the time and Mm. i'm like and and then watching it back this time i was like that's that's erection symbolism (laughs) But it totally is. The fact that right. the fact that Lola huh. kisses him on the cheek and he blushes, falls over and goes stiff uh, as a board. Right. Is a wink at the parents. <laughs> but but see, but even like I had to say it before you clued in because right. you're like, Yeah, it's stiff as a board. Like it's yeah, I don't know, it's Looney Tune logic. Sure. Right. That's what happens. <laughs> An anvil drops on you, you go flat as a pancake. Like it's the same mm-hmm. thing, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'd be curious to go back and watch and see how much of that is actually peppered throughout. How many of Bugs's fourth wall breaks are things that hmm. would have completely gone over the heads of us as kids mm-hmm. and were actually directed towards the adults. Yeah. Yeah. So for sure. Yeah. Curious. Curious. Um, yeah, talk to me. Tell me more. I'm so I'm so intrigued. Well, okay. I don't want to deflate things here, but I, this is... I want to talk
1: out if I have a problem with this story arc. And I, I think I do. I also maybe think I've got an answer for it. But if so, I, I think I wanted it explained a bit more to me or shoved a bit more in my face. But just talking out loud with the whole story of Michael Jordan in this. So in this film aside from why he retired in real life, but in this film, Jordan is with his friends, the Looney Tunes, and they're, they're facing defeat. Okay, you're with me. Okay. He's trying to encourage them, saying, you know, you guys didn't need this magic water, quote unquote. You always had it in you. You know, you, you the the courage was in you all the time, the, the ability was within you all the time. And I guess I'm just like, I guess my question is, we see a storyline where Michael Jordan is pulled pulled from his own world, helps others, but I was expecting a bit more of that retrospective to occur where what he has or what he tells other people also comes true for himself or has more of a profound impact on him. So I guess all that we saw as a story, I feel like he didn't really grow as a character or change as a character, and I, I was just expecting there to be some kind of connection at the end of the film, where whether it was with baseball or whether it was with his life or something, that you know he would have helped them win that game and then walked by a mirror, looked in the mirror, and said, "Hey, you know, like what I just said for them is same for me, and you know, I, it's going to help right. me." be not just be good at baseball but maybe if you realize he doesn't want baseball or he wants to spend more time with his kids or, you know just something like that and when it, that didn't happen i didn't have a problem with it but it just felt like you know jordan didn't grow as a character change as a character through this so i was just kind of felt that 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 could was maybe a bit of a missed opportunity
0: and the only yeah, I thing mean, the growth oh, though go ahead well, I was just going to say, like, the growth in this movie definitely belongs to the Looney Tunes. Right? Sure. And their ability to, you know, kind of like this underdog story in some ways. Um, f- but Michael, Michael Jordan's story is very much one of, and for better or worse, it is very much one of, like, this guy is born to play basketball. Mm. Right. That's established from the very first scene.
1: Mm Hmm. Mm -hmm. And
0: then he, he gets blinded by some fog and moves away from it, goes to play baseball, which Mm. the motives, the, his motives in this for doing it are also very unclear or feel weak. Oh yeah. Big time. Um, and then ultimately, like, he doesn't have growth. He just kind of like re like rediscovers his path, course corrects mm-hmm. back to mm-hmm. what he's supposed to be doing. And I don't know right. if that's like, you know, I don't I don't know if that's the right message to send. Like, I think it's a very um it's a very bare bones simple narrative that that we've seen it 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 feels like the narrative sort of from a kids movie um where it's not this big like complex conflict with growth and and whatever else it's just very much like hey he's the best basketball player in the world and now he's playing baseball and of course he's not good at it because he's a basketball player and he needs this game with the looney tunes to remind him of that so he can go play basketball Mm. and that's kind of it that's that is the extent of the depth to his story right for
1: better or worse for better or worse yeah and you know i mean like i don't fundamentally have a big issue with that i think i just could have done with a little bit more of a bow at the end where he just whether he said you know it's just that he has struggles at the beginning you know he's coming home and you know he's had a bad day and you know, he's, he's not sure if he's succeeding. And I think I just would have preferred him saying to himself, you know what? Basketball is, is I had this in me all the time. And I know we see him playing at the end of the film. So it's implied. I think I just would have had him like to have had him say it explicitly aloud."
0: Yeah. Yeah. Or, or which I mean also could have just been strengthened if the proper motive for quitting was there. Sure, yeah, that's right. true. like if we understood yeah. he's like down on himself for some reason and that's yeah. why he's quitting. Mm-hmm. Whereas this, he was literally like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> like I right. might play baseball for a while. Right.
1: Like That's actually yeah. true. Actually, that's a really good point. And that, I think that furthers my distaste for maybe what happened and you're kind of leading me to go, no, I think I've got a problem with it. But uh, it's not a big enough problem that it ruined the film for me.
0: No, I mean, because, like, at the end of the day, yeah, you're not watching Space Jam for, like, a motivational story. You're watching it for fun. And it is. It's fun. Right? It's a fun movie.
1: What I will say is another, jumping topics, but it is a fun movie. It's incredible that some athletes when they are in film are just awkward and not very natural. And just, it's like a square peg and a round block and they just don't fit and they don't show. I have to say Michael Jordan was very watchable in this film. Like he, he was funny. He played his act. role. Well, he can act. Yeah. And I, I haven't seen the new space jam. Um, so I can't comment on LeBron James in that capacity, but I've seen him in one film. I think it was a romantic comedy called Trainwreck, and he was funny in it, um, in, a, in a very subtle role. So I think I think it's just, just an interesting concept when a- athletes who are not actors by trade can act, or at least can act well enough. And specifically right. with this film, uh, not only did he hold his own, but I feel like this was kind of like in the early days of actors acting with cartoon representations and like he didn't look weird or out of place or uh foolish at any points as far as what the product was yeah. on the screen so i feel like kudos to him and i mean I, don't, defi- I i sorry go ahead the only thing i want to finish on that is like i don't i don't know what other film i want to see michael jordan in but like cuz you can't have him you know being in you know Fast and Furious Seven or Lord of the Rings or anything, but I I do want to see him in another film, and I, I maybe there's just not the the market for that, but
0: it was entertaining. I think I think you could. I don't know, like Lord of the Rings, yeah, no, but I don't know. Is it would seeing him in a Fast and the Furious movie be that ridiculous?
1: Sure, actually, that's true.
0: Like really, if you're right. going to, or something stupid like, you know, the another Expendables movie or something. <laughs> right. Yeah. Do you, do you know what I mean? Something oh, where yes. like you're expecting stupidity mm-hmm. already. Mm-hmm. Do you know, it, speaking of like athletes who can act, do you know who is really good in movies and is very funny every time I've seen him? Who? Shaq. Yeah. He's hilarious. He's got a comedic element to his his craft for sure. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. Um, I mean I just I think my finishing notes are that I I love this movie through and through. Like sure. It's fun, it pushes so like take how you feel about this movie. Right. And then tack on a strong nostalgia factor. Oh sure, yes. Yep and that's that's yep. kind of where I fall right yep. is like all of yep. the merits that this film has plus I grew up on it plus I was always a Looney Tunes more than I was a Mickey Mouse like mm, I favor yeah. I, I'll choose Bugs over Mickey every day of the week sure Um. and so and definitely I will choose Daffy over Donald every day of the week <laughs> Donald Duck is just irritating Sure, (laughs) just irritating. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so it's Mm. it just it's kind of a perfect storm for me, and it's funny because I'm not a sports person, but like that's the that's the confusing,
1: not the confusing, but the surprising part of this, right? Yeah, it's yeah yeah
0: but much like I was saying you know it, do you remember like two weeks ago three weeks ago or I was saying like hey I want to play some baseball like let's right. get some yep. get some people to get we, yep. I, I, we were at Value Village the other day and Brianne bought a glove because hey because of this yeah nice and there's a, there's, we've got a bat like oh boy I was just serious about this we're gonna have the uh, the, the movie men baseball <laughs> sandlot edition yeah
1: 'd be oh, a lot of man. fun, I think so too we It'd should be a lot play of fun. we should play by a cornfield
0: uh, yeah i mean the the ball diamonds in our hometown kind of have you know they're near cornfields and stuff, right they're kind of mm-hmm. near the country, I guess there's yeah. like subdivisions and stuff there now, but <laughs> they used to be near like cornfields um <laughs> But yeah, no. But but having said that, and I'm like, I'm a five foot six and a half. Like, <laughs> I'm not playing basketball successfully anytime soon. Right. Um. But I watch this. You know, I watch a movie like this, and I'm like, ah. But I could. But I could. I could have some <laughs> some basketball fun. Right. Like I could go to a, a, a high school gym. With some friends, or like you know, a, you know, schoolyards—they've got those like outdoor, oh concreted yeah. into the ground with like chains. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, 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 chains and dead bodies and stuff. I was like, well, <laughs> I could, I could do that. And I, dead yeah. 40s. So it's it's inspiring. It's an inspiring movie. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Do you have any closing thoughts? I know. I think we've hit it all. We've definitely hit it all. All right, then zero to ten, sir. How do you feel about the 1996 film Space Jam? Perfect. I gave it a six out of ten.
1: I, <laughs> yeah, I think I need to watch it again. I won't need to do it in the near future, but I could see myself, you know, if I'm with someone who hasn't seen it, the mood was right, or if enough time passes, I, you know, if I felt, if I was around someone who was nostalgic about it and said, Pete, let's watch it again, I'd go, sure. Let's do it. And I think, you know, maybe I'll warm up to it at that point. But you know, it's higher than a five, and I respect it, and that still is respectable. Did you uh, did you watch
0: it with the misses?
1: Uh this is weird. I watched well not you will know me. I watched films kind of blocked in segments. Oh my god. <laughs> so the answer is I watched parts of it with her and uh she grew up with it and uh right so it was fun for her it was fun for her. and this might be one of the first times but i also watched parts of it with my two and a half year old who loved it wow because there's the looney tunes that makes me compo- happy there's the looney tunes component right so right was
0: she familiar with the looney tunes no not really but she was just no. in- intrigued by these just cartoon bright colored cartoon animals yeah 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 yeah
1: cool Yeah. So uh, six out of 10 on my own individual scale, how much effort? I wouldn't need to go to see it in a theater. But if it was, you know, in the context of if this existed in 1996 and I was an adult in this, this, okay, this this, this is a breakdown. My point is I would pay premium access if this was released on Disney Plus and Disney Plus said, Pete, you got to pay 30 bucks to watch this. I'd go, yeah. That's worth it. I'd watch, I'd pay 30 bucks. I'd watch it. Wow. And I'd say, yeah, I don't mind spending that money. That was entertaining. I wasn't disappointed. A couple of things I would have changed, but overall I'd enjoy it. So um yeah, I I I I was pleased.
0: That's so interesting. I was actually thinking about that because I know you've got that like mm-hmm. effort ranking system <laughs> thing. And I was like, I yeah, it's also not a movie that I feel like I would need to see. Or really benefit much from seeing in the theater, mm-hmm. but it would make a great drive-in movie. Oh yes, yeah, I'd agree that. Like with the that. Op- the opener yep. at the drive-in, right? Oh with yeah, the kids and stuff, and yep. French fries and sitting outside of the car and stuff. Oh, oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it would totally, totally checks that box. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Okay.
1: Now, do you have any news for us this week?
0: Did you want to know how I ranked
1: it? I or? am so sorry. Oh my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> i am i was was listening and i'm like why is that oh i feel awful i didn't ask how you were feeling this week i didn't even ask how you scored this film you like you just i don't you don't care about me well and uh, like i said thanks for listening everyone and we'll see you next week no brady what do you this film means so much to you Uh, what does it Score out of ten, I truly do care. I
0: am so sorry <laughs> uh, I give it an eight point three um okay, yeah, it's you know it's it's not it's not without flaws um and I don't know again, like I can't having grown up on it, I'm certainly biased um, but having but you know all of that aside. It's, it's still, I think it's solid. Like, I think for what it is, when you, when you put it up against some of the things that we've gotten that are in a similar vein, like Smurfs movies and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. This is like, this is, this is how you, this, this should be the template. Right. This is how you do it right. And, and I don't know if it would work today. Um, you know, it worked in the nineties. And I do think if you get a chance, Looney Tunes Back in Action hmm. is good. Like I said, Brendan Fraser, Steve Martin. Um it's it's solid. It's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Um but yeah uh it's it's just good. It's just a good all around film. Hmm. So yeah.
1: Eight point three have some is news. solid.
0: Eight point three is solid. Yeah. I do have some news um, that we'll rapid fire through here. Beauty. Uh, so the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial has officially begun. Hmm. Um, yeah. So we've, I mean, we've had, you know, some people are going to say, well, what do you mean? Hasn't, hasn't this been going on forever? Well, yes and no. So the incidents in question that the, the, the you know, the accusations are from six years ago now. Oh, geez. Six years ago. Um, and there's been some civil suits and stuff like that, it's one that happened in the UK and it, blah, blah, blah. But the actual Johnny Depp suing Amber Heard for defamation um, is is now underway. I've actually spent part of the day watching the court case live. Um, <laughs> Jeez. And it's just this, like this long, grueling, like, uh, back and forth and... Either way, look, I don't know who's going to win this. Um Yeah, I don't know who's going to win this. I know who I believe and I'm not going to disclose that because it it ultimately doesn't matter. Hmm. But I I will say that like regardless of regardless of who wins or how this this unfolds, I do hope to see both of them, especially, I'm gonna say particularly Johnny, and that's that's not a hint at like who I believe. Um but I've just like I'm just a a bigger Johnny Depp fan. Mm. I wanna see I wanna see them doing movies again, man. Mm-hmm. Like I wanna right. see Johnny in some new movies. I want to see him team up with with Tim Burton. I want to see him caked in makeup in some kind of can't believe it's even him role. (laughs) Right. You know, like that's, I just, I just want it. And Mm. I, and I want Amber to be doing films as well. Right. Like she's got the Aquaman movies and stuff like that. Right. So like, I just, yeah, I just want to see, I do think it'll be really interesting. And I want to know your thoughts on this. Mm. What happens if, if the court ruling and the public's perception moving forward is that Johnny is innocent and that Amber Heard made up this malicious story, yet Warner Brothers has, has asked him to resign and have now replaced him in this massive franchise with Mads Mikkelsen, Hmm. You can't turn around and just recast him, can you? <laughs> I don't think so. You can't be like, "What?" Just kidding. <laughs> I don't but it think would still so. be really unfortunate for, like, Warner Brothers needs to issue a statement at that point. I'm thinking. You would think, right? Saying, "Look." We suck. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We're sorry. Right. Uh, And I don't know. Like I said, I don't know who's innocent. I don't know who's guilty. Mm, No. Yeah. But if that, it would be an interesting, because I don't think she's lost any roles. Like she's still Mm. doing Aquaman movies and stuff. He hasn't been in anything. So it'll be interesting to see what happens and how this plays out. Yeah. Uh, next up, finally, this is the last time I want to talk about it. Will Smith mm. has received a 10-year ban from yes. attending the Oscars. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts?
1: Um. Yeah, I, 10 seems a little excessive. Um, And I feel like I can say that without weighing in on who I thought was right and who was wrong. Um, uh-huh. Like... I just feel like ten years is a long time, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, uh, you know, I guess I guess my initial impression was, dang, that seems a little excessive. But I, they, yeah. I guess they had their their reasons, and again, maybe they had more information behind the behind the curtain than we did. That you know, we we went into this in detail, but you know, maybe they asked him to leave, or maybe there were some other confrontations that you know. Amplified why they felt ten years was appropriate. So, yeah. Do you think, like, Can what I, was your thought on ten years?
0: Wait, here's a hot take. Yeah, this is not a punishment. Really? Because if you, if, because if you read into the details of this, okay, he's not precluded from Oscar consideration. <sighs> no, I, I. What don't. they've basically said is, look, Will. You can still win Oscars. You can still attend the after party. Yeah. You can still do all of this stuff. You're just not allowed to come sit through the five-hour ceremony anymore. hmm But you can still win Oscars, and you can still go to the parties, and you can still – you are unaffected except for the fact that you cannot come sit in this five-hour ceremony anymore which is the least of his concerns because he's had he studios are canceling films with him postponing pausing shelving you know Mm. whatever left right and center yeah that's that is the legacy and the trickle effect is going to be the punishment the fact that people are are going to not want to work with him is going to be a financial blow. It's going to be a blow to his career, his reputation. Oh, big time. But as far as what the Oscars, as far as what the Academy has has chosen to do, it's nothing. Uh, a counter, counter
1: point, and I, I that's an interesting point that you make that I think you're probably right. But what I would say is, I think there's a few factors uh, that, you'd have to evaluate and actually put some numbers on them to determine if it's a big enough deal or not. But if you say, okay, you know, it's a known fact that if someone wins an Oscar, you know, it adds this many dollars to their net worth and, you know, this many dollars to on average to the gross earnings of the film, because it brings attention to it. So I guess I would just say for 10 years, if he physically can't be there, you know, in this scenario, just, I think you're right, it might blackball him, so I, I don't think it's going to be uh, a load of Oscar nominations coming his way because of what's gone down. But just in a hypothetical, say even if he does get some Oscar nominations, is that winning, and, and he wins, is that winning then less lucrative by him not being there in person to collect the award? Is it less lucrative for the film Winning is him not being there to collect the award, and will that have a trickle-down effect as far as his net worth and his future earnings? I And, you know, maybe by the time you actually hash that out, it would be negligible and really wouldn't influence it, or maybe if it did, it would be just, like, a p- small percentage. But that I would just say there's maybe some aspects to it that, yes, it's just a ceremony, but him not being there can also have some influence. and And even just, like, as a professional... Yes, it's one thing for us to say, wow, this is a boring thing to watch on TV for five whole hours. Like, we'll just tune into things that we want. If this was our jobs, like if you are an actor, like this is the Super Bowl of Super Bowls. This is the one thing that you do as a profession to celebrate each other. Like, even just from rubbing shoulders alone. I'm sure it has some value as far as staying relevant, as far as making connections for future projects. And even just, I think it's more so towards nominees and winners, but just even like the gift baskets that these guys get are, isn't just like $2 cologne and a bag of chips. Like, I guess I'm just saying there's probably measurable things that he would lose out on by not going there. Whether it's measurable enough to be too severe or not, then yeah, I guess that's a different story, right?
0: Yeah. And only time will tell. And only time will tell. Yeah. 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 Um Gilbert Gottfried passed away. Yes. I saw that. Yeah. that Sixty seven. Which yeah, is not. I think old. he
1: was fighting some illness and uh
0: Yeah. Yeah. What's your what is your favorite? Gilbert Gottfried either memory or role or I I think he falls
1: into one of those acting categories that I don't have a ton of films that I like him for it was more just like a personality that I would see in bits or on TV I sure. think, I think he, he was the parrot in Aladdin if I'm correct yeah he's Iago so if that's the case then that's probably the answer that would be yeah. the most memorable say, role for me
0: I would say it's the most memorable memorable role for me. Mm-hmm. Um but then yeah, definitely like his stand-up routine and just his character in general, right? Because oh, yeah. that's not like that's not actually how he talks. Mm. Except for in every movie, stand-up show or public appearance. <laughs> because that is a character that he took on. He's like that that Norman Rodney guy or not Rodney Norman, the like the the world's worst motivational speaker that's always popping up on your Facebook timeline or whatever, where he's like the, the crazy white haired guy with the beard who (laughs) seems completely spaced out. Do you know the guy? I mean, I have no clue. Oh my gosh. I'm going to send you stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'll send you stuff. Um, but yeah, so, so he just like, he had committed to, or Bobcat Goldthwait, right? Like he just committed to this character as part of his public image. Um, and it's fun as you know, there's not a lot of people like that. Hmm. Um, finally, Tom Cruise related news. Hmm. <laughs> your favorite Top kind gu- of news. Top Gun related news. What? Lord of the Rings related news. Say what? So in an interview, Kay. this has been confirmed. This sounds so outrageous but it's been confirmed for the new Top Gun movie, which comes in at an hour and 50 minutes. So kind of short. Yeah. By today's standards. Sure. The director shot now. So, I mean, okay. So there's a quote here, right? Like it's a Tom, Tom Cruise movie and it's Top Gun. So like, they're not green screening this. Like they are going up and shooting aerial footage. Hmm. In jets. hmm mm-hmm. It's not CGI, it's not, you know, whatever. This is jets. They're flying jets around and filming it. hmm He says, Out of a 12 or 14-hour day, you might get 30 seconds of good footage. <laughs> but it was so hard-earned. It took a very long time to get it all. Months and months of aerial shooting. Hmm. For the new Top Gun Maverick movie. They shot 800 hours of footage. (laughs) Holy man. Which is as much as the entire amount of footage, not even used, but footage Uh, shot for all three Lord of the Rings films combined.
1: Gee golly.
0: I mean. Golly Bob Howdy. 800 hours. For a film that's going to come in at just under two hours, right? At what point is the film just no longer worth it? <laughs> and I mean that genuinely. Sure. Like if I if I pull it up here, um, Top Gun, Top Gun, Top Gun, Top Gun. So the first Top Gun movie had a budget of fifteen million dollars. Wow, okay. Made 357 million dollars at the box office. Sure. This film has a budget of 152 million dollars, <laughs> up from 15 with the first one. Right. right. And it's going to crush the box office. Sure. Oh yeah, for sure. But come on. Come on.
1: Who, what are you doing? Who are we to question the artistic process of
0: Tom Cruise? I will tell you who. Like, <laughs> I just, you know, I just, I just don't get it. Mm. I just don't get it. It's, it's eight hundred hours. Is, is That's absurd. A That's a lot. It's absurd. I want to. Okay, I want to do some math here. Eight hundred. Divided by um twenty-four. That's that is thirty-three days. <laughs> yep. If you were to turn a camera on and just not shut it off for 33 days, <laughs> that's how much footage they have. Which means that's how much footage they have to go through. That's a
1: lot of man hours just to determine. Shot an IMAX. Want. Oh,
0: Shot in IMAX. Dang. Um IMAX file size. Because again, this is like this is this is crazy to me. Um how big are IMAX? Okay. to do. So we are looking at 60 times is divided by just in footage alone, just in footage alone, we're looking at 36 terabytes of footage. Jeez. I just can't even. I can't even. Anyways, that's my news for this week stupid (laughs) it's not even gonna be that good i'm actually i'm more excited
1: for it now i'm not gonna lie after you've told me that why i i visually visually i i think the story will be less but yeah well nobody cares but i do care because the first film the first film's not about the pilot jets and the the volleyball scenes it's about the story it's about the relationship between goose and maverick that is what drives the story and this this new film will not come anywhere near that but what this film will do is improve on what the 1980s film couldn't do and have visually stunning and visually cutting edge visuals that make me feel like I'm in the sky. So this is the type of film that where I am going to make a point of seeing it in a good theater that, you know, fully embraces this ability. So I think that's what excites yeah. me about
0: that. But did you know Val Kilmer's in it? Ah, uh, no, I, I was shocked by that. Because he's like, he's, not well, right? No, he's not. He had that, he just released a documentary. Mm-hmm. Where he's like, not well. Mm-hmm. Like, at all. But, mm-hmm. okay. Anyways. Hmm. What did you watch this week, sir? I only watched one film.
1: I watched the 2000... 2000- <laughs> <coughs> oh,
0: sorry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. I don't know what that was.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> cough. Uh, yeah. Just I a watched, cough. I watched the 2005 Ridley Scott Kingdom of Heaven. Okay. Never seen it. I've seen it before. It's got... Talking about a cast, if we were talking about Attack on Mars, this film Mm. has Orlando Bloom, Liam Mm -hmm. Neeson, uh, Mm -hmm. Edward Norton, Jeremy Mm -hmm. Irons, Brendan Gleeson, and then a few other fringe faces that people would recognize. You know, it's got Vesper from Casino Royale. It's got a ton of faces. It's one of those films that I had seen... many times and but not for a while and i always held it in a high regard and i watched it again to see if it was as incredible as i remembered um it's a Mm -hmm. historical piece i always thought that's what ridley scott's mo was and then i realized he does a bunch of sci-fi too but it's a crusade period piece and after some time watching it again it's not great it uh, you know the more digging i did historically it's incredibly inaccurate uh, this, the 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 storyline that Ridley Scott kind of put forward was super rigid and flat, and it's obviously clear, like from the storyline that's in place, and like also the historical inaccuracy that Ridley Scott obviously had some type of maybe agenda or political agenda that he was trying to get across. So it it's got some soundtrack moments that are good. And it's got some acting moments that are good, but it definitely didn't hold up. So I gave it a five out of 10. It's got some things I like, but definitely some things that weighed it down. And the five might be like even a bit of nostalgia playing in that. Like if I just watched it today, it might've been scored lower, but because I'd seen it so many times, I I was a bit easier scoring it. So right. Okay. Yeah. All right. But uh, that
0: is what I watched this week. What did you watch this week? Three things, three actual like three movies, okay. and then you know like Boy Meets World and whatever okay. else. Yep. Um, number one is a movie I'd seen a couple times before, maybe even in the theater. Hmm. For some reason, uh, but Crazy Stupid Love. Oh, which we've reviewed. We've reviewed. Now you're pulling a
1: Pete and you're plugging an old ep.
0: Yeah. Yeah, don't don't listen to it though. Why not? Screw that. Screw it's that. It's so.
1: Listen, no. it, it's a good app ep- and it's a great film.
0: How do you? Is it though? Like, how do you even? Like, what episode number is it? I don't even know when that was. Oh, I would. If I was a betting
1: man, I'd say it's probably twenty or less.
0: Well, Maybe if you like were in a betting f- man, you'd have to go play baseball <laughs> instead, right? Of basketball, well, yeah, we can agree that it's an incredible film. It's a great film, yeah. So I'm, I, which then by virtue must be a great episode. Well, you know, like by extension, I'm sure, I'm <laughs> sure it is. Um, episode, so I 20. That. episode twenty. Episode uh, twenty. You see, you said tw- you said under twenty, less than twenty. So you're wrong. Oh. You don't even know. Uh, you didn't even know. I didn't even know. Uh. What else did I watch? Oh, oh, so I watched a movie on Netflix. And this is unusual. This is like a movie. This is like something you would say. Huh. I watched a, Germ- a German Swiss film. What? On Netflix. It was in English, but it's like, it was like you know, shot in right. or the director is or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, called The Colony. The
1: Colony. Huh. And
0: it's... I think it's 2021. Um, it's about two hours long. It's, it's kind of like the original Planet of the Apes, sort Uh-oh. of in the sense that, like, well, yes and no. It's only in the sense that, like, we're, I don't know, we're 200 years in the future or something, and astronauts are coming back to Earth to see if it's now safe to re-inhabit. Oh, neat. Right, kind of like the original, like Planet of the Apes, way back in the day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. So you know, they they come back. They're everyone's living on this planet, like Kepler two two nine or something. Um, and so they they come back, and they're like, and they're. There aren't monkey people here, but there are survivors from the war or from the fallout or from, like, whatever happened, but they're, like, mud people now, just in the Hmm. sense that they're, like, they're, like, these, they're very savage, like, they've come up with their own new sort of primal language and, like, you know, like, it's just, it's, it's, yeah. Hmm. Anyways, it's about two hours long, and at the hour and a half mark, we shut it off. Oh, for the same reason, listen, I don't think this film is as bad as Lost in Translation. Oh. But but I shut it off for the same reason because the person I was watching it with, we looked at each other. It was kind of one of those like, okay, I've got an early morning, but we're going to watch this movie anyways. And if it were a great movie then it would would have been mm-hmm. worth it. We would have stuck it out. Mm-hmm. But at the hour and a half mark, 75% of the way through, we looked at each other and we were like, "What?" is the plot of this movie like has anything happened yet and genuine and that was genuinely like what what has happened in mm-hmm. this movie and it was like nothing nothing has happened Hmm. there isn't anything if like nothing has happened and so we're like okay this is stupid and we shut it off um so i would not recommend it i mean i would rec- actually i would okay i wouldn't recommend it but i would be curious for you to watch it sure um and then finally a movie I had another movie I hadn't seen. Um but it is a Disney movie that I hadn't seen. I watched Tuck Everlasting. Oh.
1: Have you seen it? It's from is it from like the 90s or early 2000s?
0: I think it's like early 2000s, yeah.
1: I watched it once in grade school. So no doubt okay. the teacher pulled it in like a wagon with a TV on it and the class lost and- its
0: mind. And I think maybe I did, too, but I have, like, almost zero recollection of it. Right. Like, of the movies we watched in school, it was, like, the least memorable. <laughs> um, sure. It's it's fun and entertaining. I've got some big issues with it. Okay. Um, like, some big issues with it. And if oh. we ever review it for an episode, I sure. would be excited to lay those on you. <laughs> because it's it's more issues than I can, you know... More issues than can be a part of a what we watched this week segment. So, hmm. but cool. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. I would watch it again. I would watch it again. Right. But yeah, cool. Well, wrap it up, sir. <laughs> Thank
1: you for listening. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for partaking in our vote. And uh, look forward to our future votes where you can join in on the fun. Check out our Patreon page, our merchandise page. Help support the show, help us uh, give you some perks back for supporting the show. Like, follow, subscribe wherever you can, rate and review wherever you can, and leave us a like and a comment, and we'd love hearing back from you. And until next time, where we have a new release.
0: That was so stiff. That was so, like, I don't know, it was like, do you have that written out? It's like you're reading from a script, and it's just very, like, it lacks... Pete, Let me just turn. You need, to, you need to inject some peat into it.
1: Let me just turn the page. No, that is not read off a page.
0: Wow. Wow. Talk about a contingency. <laughs>